Welcome to another moment of clarity. And today I want to talk to you about death. I want to talk to you about dark times. In one of my other um, segments, I spoke about my living situation, living in a house where I was doing drugs, I was drinking, um, looking at pornography, I was doing all kinds of mess. In living in this place, I talked about it being my cave, my cavern or whatever. In reality, it really was my tomb. How was it my tomb? Because I was slowly dying. I was slowly killing myself with drugs. I was slowly killing myself drinking. I was slowly warping and beating down my spirit to such a point that I was gonna die eventually. Whether by the things that I was doing or take my own life or somebody else take my life because I was just being stupid. That brings me to the story of Lazarus. In John 11, and I encourage you to look this up. In John 11, the story of Lazarus, who was the brother of Mary and Martha, who was a good friend of Jesus. Jesus heard that his friend, his dear friend Lazarus, was sick. So Jesus hears about Lazarus being sick, and people are saying, Jesus, Jesus, go take care of Lazarus so he doesn't die. And Jesus waited two more days before he went and saw his friend. And his friend ended up dying. Speed it up. Jesus is at the tomb. People are mourning. They're wailing and all those things. And Jesus comes to the entrance of the tomb where the stone is covering the entrance. And he says, Lazarus, come forth. That phrase alone is so powerful. You ask why would something as Jesus just commanding him to come out of the tomb, why is that so powerful? The reason I think, because he told him to live. He commanded him to live. He didn't make living an option. Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth, not Hey, Lazarus, you know, hey, man. <laughs> you got your sister still here and they need you. And, you know, me and you was good buddies. So I was just thinking, you want to live? It wasn't like he was giving him an option. He wasn't giving his friend, he wasn't giving Lazarus an option of living. You got to live, man. I'm commanding you to live. Because you have assignment on your life. You have purpose on your life. Your sisters need you. Your community needs you. I need you. I realize that about my own life and that's what I want to share with you today. Your tomb, your, your cave or your, your coffin might be the debt you're in, the relationship you're in, the job you're in, whatever. It, it's slowly killing you. But God is still saying to you, and you gotta catch this, live. For your naysayers, live, live. You don't have an option. When you were called forth from the womb, that's what God was saying. When you were called forth from the womb of darkness, God was saying, live. You've got purpose. You've got assignment on your life. 
because you've got purpose on your life, not only to complete um, the, the community tasks or the family assignment that you have, God's like, you know what? I let you arrive at this point of death because I get the greater glory. God gets the maximum glory out of the situation that seems like it's going to take you out. So what I'm encouraging you to do is hold on just a little while longer. You ain't dead. It feel like it, but you ain't dead. It just feel like it. Get control of those feelings. Get control of your imagination. Get control of your thoughts. Settle your spirit and realize you ain't dead because you got purpose on your life. If there's a word that I have to share with you today, if there's only one word that your naysayers need to hear, if there's only one word that will repel your haters, it's one word, live. With that being said, this has been a moment of clarity. Until next time, keep pressing. Please be a blessing and have faith.